Welcome to Locked On Warriors. If you like the podcast, make sure to hit subscribe and follow to get the latest on the Warriors every day. If you really like the podcast, leave a review or tell a friend. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it's Locked On Warriors on a Wednesday. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Mercury News. And it's at mercurynews.com that you can find my latest feature story on James Wiseman. I talked to a lot of people in the Warriors organization, people who grew up with Wiseman and have coached and played with Wiseman. And I'd really appreciate it if uh, you checked out the story because I put a lot of work into it. Um, So go ahead, mercurynews.com, or it's pinned to my Twitter account. You can find it there. And... As it happens with these kinds of stories, with all of the reporting that goes into it, a lot of good stuff is left on the cutting room floor. And in this case, one particular anecdote stood out that just couldn't make it into the story. And we know that Wiseman spent time in Miami last summer to train after he left Memphis. And he's talked openly about playing pickup games against guys like John Wall and D'Angelo Russell. But one day, uh, James Harden decided to play with him, and and I talked to Wiseman about this because I had heard from people who worked with Wiseman that James Harden showed up in Miami one day to to, to play a pickup game with with all those guys and Wiseman, and that he he was really impressed with with James. So I I asked him about it, and he told me the story of him going up, grabbing a rebound. James Wiseman did grabbing a rebound, taking the ball down the floor, euro stepping. And then finishing the possession with a dunk, all on a fast break, coast to coast. James, Watt, and we've seen him do this now at the NBA level. That's the Giannis play that Steve Kerr talks about. We've seen him do this a couple of times. None of those guys, D'Angelo Russell, John Wall, certainly James Harden, had not seen Wiseman do anything like that. This 19-year-old kid who no, nobody hardly saw play at Memphis. He played just three games there. Doing that on a pickup court in the hot sun in Miami. And so Wiseman tells me the story. James Harden is on the other team. And they're, and they're kind of walking off, going to the next possession, and, and James Harden just comes up to him, kind of, gives him a knowing, kind of gives him a knowing nod, looks at the other teammates and kind of motions to Wiseman like, hey, check this kid out. He's the real deal. Goes up to Wiseman and gives him a high five. I thought that was pretty cool. Wiseman impressing James Harden, who now is crushing it for Brooklyn, all-star. You know, James, uh, it's James Harden. And Wiseman, what stuck out to me about him telling me this story, not necessarily the story itself, but just him telling me the story, is just how young he is. And, and just the fact that, can you imagine if you were 19 years old and James Harden has been playing in the NBA for basically as long as you can remember, right? And for... The better part of the half, the last half decade, he's been an MVP caliber player, one of the most famous NBA players in the world. And one day, he just shows up in Miami, laces him up, and plays pickup with you. And you're James Wiseman. You've played three college games since graduating high school. And all you're doing for months is just working out. And all of a sudden, you're playing against James Harden. And in that game, you have the audacity to grab a rebound and go coast to coast and dunk. 
the audacity and the talent to do that. And then all of a sudden, James Harden comes up to you. Well, first, you see from the corner of your eye, you see James Harden looking at you and giving a knowing nod to his teammates like, hey, this guy's for real. And then he feels compelled to come up to you and get a high five. I would imagine that if you were James Wiseman, an aspiring NBA player, and by the way, he knew he was going to be one of the top draft picks at that point, but still, yet to play in an NBA game. That's got to be really cool. And that's what stood out to me when James Wiseman was telling me the story. And that's why I enjoy talking with James so much about this story and about everything else. He, he really, it does feel like he's sort of living in the moment. And I appreciate that about him. And he appreciates those moments. And he looks at them fondly. Even when, even when guys like DeAndre Jordan are dunking on him at the beginning of the season, he's like, yeah, that was kind of crazy. That was DeAndre Jordan. He's been in the league since, you know, I could remember. Lob City Clippers, all that stuff. So I thought that was an interesting story. Uh, but here's the part that I really want to get to about, about this feature that I wrote. Again, mercurynews.com. You can check it out over there. In the months leading up to the draft, I had reported that the Warriors were not high on James Wiseman. And I was criticized for that by people who listen to this show, who read my stories. Uh, and especially, I was criticized when the Warriors ended up taking Wiseman with the second overall pick. But let's go back about three weeks before the draft. I had started to change the way that I had talked about Wiseman. And I told you on here that the Warriors were changing their mind about Wiseman because of a workout and a dinner that they had with him in Miami. Now, I know not all of you listen to this podcast every day, even though I give it to you every day. I understand that you can't listen to it or don't listen to it every single day. Maybe you missed this, but I tried to repeat this over and over again. The, the way in which I covered the draft and James Wiseman in particular changed three weeks before the draft. And I told you it was because of a dinner and a workout that was in Miami, that that was the line of demarcation between the way that the Warriors thought about Wiseman. They were not high on Wiseman or any of these draft centers before that workout and dinner in Miami. They started to warm up to Wiseman leading up to that dinner. And then they had completely decided on James Wiseman after that dinner. And that's really what the story that I wrote for MercuryNews.com is all about. And I'll talk about that more here in a minute. Uh, but first, let's talk about CBDMD. March is National Sleep Month, and as the official CBD of Good Night's Sleep, our good friends at CBDMD want to help you celebrate the right way. They've got dozens of options to help you relax, recharge, and enhance your nighttime routine, and there's nothing more calming than a nice hot bath. CBD bath salts few superiors, CBD with a mixture of Epsom, Dead Sea, and Himalayan salts to turn any bathtub into a luxury spa experience. Choose from lavender or eucalyptus scents or a soothing nighttime blend with melatonin and calming herbs. With CBD bath bombs, provide a refreshing, relaxing bath experience by combining 100 milligrams of CBD with essential oils, Epsom salt, and calming natural scents to help you soak away the day. You know, I'm talking about it here. I think I'm going to try this because I have a hard time getting to sleep, especially on game nights when I'm working late. You know, some, some after, after the game's over and these interviews and writing, I'm not in bed until, you know, midnight, 1 o'clock, sometimes 2 o'clock in the morning, and I have a hard time winding down. I think I'm going to try this, and, and I'm going to do it like you should do it to make it even easier to relax, regroup, and recharge 
CBDMD is offering all of our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code NBA, for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts a breakdown of the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. And I got to say, they're doing an awesome job over on Locked On Today. I've been talking to you about it for a few weeks now. Definitely go check it out. It's the best 20 minutes of sports to start your day. It really is. They do a wonderful job. Um, Here's why I told you the Warriors were changing their mind about Wiseman. Um, I mentioned the dinner, the workout in Miami. Uh, Right before the season, I had another story breaking down the Miami workout. And so Steve Kerr, that's, that's in the afternoon. At dinner, they have, they have dinner at Prime Italian, which is a very swanky steakhouse in Miami and South Beach. I've been there. It's awesome. The steak's great. Food's great. Service is even better. Um, good wine list. Uh, but the, in the afternoon, Steve Kerr put James Wiseman through an intense workout. And he did it with a focus on guard drills, not center drills. Guard drills with Wiseman. Dribble the ball down the court. Lace it through your, you know, with the crossovers. Uh, you know, three-pointers, mid-range shots, dribble moves, uh, fadeaway. All these things. Turnaround jump. All these things that Wiseman was working on. Especially with his handle. And Steve Kerr was really impressed with the way that James Wiseman can handle the ball and shoot the ball. Uh, his natural shooting stroke. All of those things. He was more impressed with his just with his sheer size and speed. And the Warriors think that James Wiseman is the fastest center in the NBA, and I would have to agree with them, and there's some pretty fast centers. Carl Anthony Towns, you could throw Giannis Antetokounmpo in there. He's probably as fast as Giannis at this point. Um, So they were impressed with that part of the workout. So, and, and much more impressed with that part of the workout than they were impressed with what they saw after three games in Memphis. Right And look, what you saw in three games in Memphis, maybe that impressed you. It didn't impress me all that much, and it didn't impress the Warriors all that much. Bob Myers was at Wiseman's last game, the last game he played at Memphis in Oregon. Bob Myers was there and told me on the record he left that not that high on James Wiseman. Best described as lukewarm. Hey, he's raw, he's got the tools, but we're going to have to circle back on him and see how he develops through the course of the college season. Turns out that was Wiseman's last game, and they never got to do it. And so I remember talking to people in the Warriors' front office, weeks going, leading up to the draft, months leading up to the draft. They weren't high on Wiseman or any of these draft centers. They were, gonna, they were leaning at that point toward one of the, you know, the perimeter players, or maybe trading out completely. But then they saw, but Wiseman put so much work in over the summer, and he looked completely different, much more polished, much more smooth, with his dribble, with his ball skills, with his passing, with his shooting. And they were impressed, obviously, with the size and the speed up close and in person because before, it was only Bob Myers that was able to see James Wiseman in person, not everybody else on that staff. And so you don't really get to appreciate just how big this guy is. So then they get to dinner with him. And James Wiseman comes to dinner alone, not with an agent, not with a friend, not with anybody. He just comes to dinner alone. And you can imagine a 19-year-old 
walking dinner, and he sits down across from Bob Myers, Steve Kerr, Joe Lakeup, and their head trainer, Rick Celebrini. Uh, that could be very intimidating, not just because of the four guys in front of you who have won three championships and, and Joe Lakeup, who is famously light years ahead and all these things, Steve Kerr with everything that he's done, his decorated career, all these things. could be very easy to be intimidated just by that, but the fact that it was in this really nice restaurant, you know, they're, you're ordering like $70 steaks, all this stuff. He was not phased. And the Warriors were really impressed with how he handled himself. And then James Wiseman at that dinner turned the table around and said, hey, I'm going to interview you guys. Ask them, how do you think I can fit in your culture? How do you think I can fit on the court and all those things? That really impressed the Warriors. And the fact that every time they asked him, hey, what are your priorities? What are your goals? All these things. Bob Myers told me, another part that did not make the story, he said winning so much. And the more that you can hear the word winning in these kinds of interviews, the better off you are. And I think that really, really sold the Warriors. And so, again, going back to my draft coverage, it was around this time, after that dinner, that you could sense a change in the way that the Warriors talked about the draft and talked about James Wiseman in particular. And I quoted sources in my stories and, the way, and, and on here on this podcast all the time. But it's something else when you finally get somebody on the record to just say it, to just say it, that before that dinner... The Warriors were not going to take James Wiseman, and after that dinner, they were very high on Wiseman. And Bob Myers, in that story that I wrote for MercuryNews.com today, he, sa he says, quote, We didn't necessarily have him at the top before, but in the end, after the dinner, he was our favorite guy. There it is. That's the mystery, right? We talked about this all summer long going up into the draft. Where was Wiseman on the board? Were they high on him? Were they not? There it is. There's the quote. Before the dinner, no. After the dinner, that was their guy. That was it. And that's what my story is ultimately about. Coming up, what the plan for James Wiseman's development is in the second half of the season. But first, let's talk about Built Bar. In the month of March, Built Bar will be hosting its own bracket called Built Bar Madness to decide the best Built Bar flavor. It will include a 24-bar bracket and the crowning of the Built Bar champion. And this week is selection week. At BuiltBar.com, you can find all of the Built Bar flavors, but if you ask me, the number one seed should be peanut butter brownie. Now, I know a lot of my colleagues here at the Locked On Podcast Network love cookies and cream and mint brownie, but I like to keep it simple. I'm a classic guy. Peanut butter, toffee almond, and my potential Cinderella pick, raspberry. To try these great-tasting protein bars covered in 100% real chocolate for yourself, go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off on your next order while on that website, Starting next week, you can vote on your favorite flavors when the bracket play begins or follow Built Bar on Twitter to vote. Built Bar is great for health-conscious men and women, whether you want to maintain or lose weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great if you're starting a keto diet, and best of all, they taste great. So go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Let's talk about our friends over at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing, and March Madness is coming up. This is, Bet Online is the best place 
to bet on all of the sports you need. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Maybe they even have a built bar bracket uh, prop bet. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up today. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Again, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and you'll get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, but only when you use that promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. March Madness is only a few weeks away, but the future of the NBA is on display right now. Get a head start on this year's draft analysis by subscribing to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board podcast. Draft guru Chad Ford has released his Big Board 2.0 with profiles of Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, and more. Subscribe to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board podcast wherever you get podcasts. Some news before we get to uh, what I think the Warriors should do with James Wiseman in the second half of the season. Steph Curry. Officially part of the three-point contest at All-Star break, he is going to join uh, Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, Zach Levine, and then Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Now, Steph should obviously be the favorite. He is uh, leading the league, and three-pointers made. His percentage is off the charts. He's at MVP levels right now, and he should be the favorite, and to me, is the favorite. And he's gonna. he hasn't won since 2015. He lost in 2016, lost in 2019. This is the seventh time. He will be in the three-point contest. It's been half a decade since Steph won this thing. I think he's going to be extra motivated. And I think he's real, he, he's in a good groove. And he's going to try to justify this ridiculous all-star trip in the first place because I, I still don't – I can't believe the, the NBA is actually doing this thing. But he's going to try to justify it with winning this. And so I think there's a lot of reasons why he's motivated to do that. And I think with this three-point contest, look, you're putting some of the best three-point shooters on the floor – it's anybody's game. I, I really think so much of this has to do with uh, want to and motivation and just being locked in. And Steph's going to be locked in. We know that. But if not Steph, my dark horse guy is Zach Levine because I'm not a, I'm not a big Levine guy, but his three-point shot is so smooth. And like Steph, he has to do it so much by himself off the dribble where a guy like Jalen Brown – I think his three-point shot is really good. He's at he's at those he's at that level now where he's wide open and he's taking a three. If you're the opponent, you're you're scared. Like you're screaming, no, 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 close out, close out. That's Jalen Brown right now. But so much of what he does is catch and shoot, and that's not really what the three-point contest is. You're running around the arc, you're picking up the ball off the rack, and then you're shooting. So it's more like off the dribble shooting. Another reason why I think Steph's going to have a good chance, and why I think somebody like Donovan Mitchell could be a dark horse, even though you don't really think about him in three-point shooting, even though he's gotten so much better. Um, from that distance. But Zach Levine, to me, silky smooth, crazy percent. I mean, Clay Thompson-like percentages right now. Uh, and he's doing so much of it by himself, creating for himself off the dribble. Uh, he would be my dark horse, if not for Steph Curry in the three-point shootout. Um, but to get back to James Wiseman, and now that I'm I'm done bashing you over the head with my with my propaganda on why I was right and, and reading my story over at mercurynews.com, now that I'm done with that propaganda... I do want to talk about what his second-half growth plan should be. And I talked about it a little bit here on the podcast earlier in the week, and I've been thinking about it more. And one of the things I would really like to see from them, now, and, and uh, I, I, I wrote another story, not to keep beating you over the head with, this, with, with, what I, with my content, but I, I talked with Mike Brown about you know, how it is that the Warriors use their analytics department to help put together these rotations 
and, and all these things, and that's such a big hot-button issue with Warriors fans is what the rotations are, and, and it should be. Um, and, he, and one of the things that he said to me that was interesting is, yeah, we know that the lineups with James Wiseman just aren't good based on any kind of analytics you can pull up, and you don't need a whole department to figure that out, right? It's all on the NBA.com slash stats. You can look at all that stuff for yourself. But, uh, and then obviously they have some more advanced metrics that they use internally. And the lineups are tough, as to be expected with a 19-year-old. He's not really supposed to contribute to winning basketball right now. That's not the expectation. But you got to get him on the court so that he can develop. And so that's the reason why you start Kevon Looney and not Wiseman. But they're trying to find minutes for him. And so that's why Wiseman comes in midway through the first quarter and then kind of comes out midway through the second quarter. Not only does that give him a, a big total of minutes, but it allows him to play for a long time straight through. It lets him play through mistakes. And a lot of those mistakes come against, um, you know, opposing bench players as opposed to, you know, the best players on the other team, the starters. And so that the, the logic there is that even if he were to make a negative impact, ultimately, it would be less negative because he's not getting taken advantage of. He's not being exploited by, you know, LeBron James. Instead, he's being exploited by, you know, whoever, Contavious Caldwell-Pope or whatever. So... Uh, for Wiseman, I think that's good. What I would like to see specifically in that time and in that second unit to start the second quarter, if they're going to stick with Wiseman in that unit with Wiggins, I think the Warriors would be much better off running more pick and roll, high pick and roll between Wiggins and Wiseman. And a side effect of that would be, and Steve Kerr said, said this to us uh, Tuesday after practice, that part of the reasons that that second unit has struggled so much is because Brad Wanamaker is being asked to do too much. He's not really a playmaker. He's point guard nominally, but he's not really a lead playmaker. And when he played in Boston, that was Jason Tatum. That was Jalen Brown playing with guys who can make stuff happen. So Wanamaker, I think, would benefit from playing off of Andrew Wiggins a little bit more. And so I think if you made the staple of your second unit, the high pick and roll between Wiggins and Wiseman, the ripple effects would be really positive. Not only would you get Wiseman playing in a very specific role, uh, which can only help his development, you would get Wiggins more involved and help him potentially get out of this little shooting slump that he's in in February, and you wouldn't be asking Wanamaker to do so much. And Maybe he could focus on just catch, uh, uh, catch and shooting and making three-pointers, which he's not been very good at this season at all. I think that would help him come along and maybe find his rhythm from three-point range. So I'd like to see more of that. I know that Steve Kerr is averse to pick and roll, but when you have a guy like Wiggins who is good at it, good at getting downhill, he's experienced at it, and you have a guy like Wiseman who you can now put in a defined role, which young players uh, need. I think that they, they ultimately thrive in those defined roles. And it doesn't have to be all rolling for James Wiseman. We know he's got the three-point stroke. You could do pick and roll, pick and pop with James Wiseman and Andrew Wiggins. And I think you can have a very functional offense. I mean, we're, all, we're not talking about the offense that has to win games for you or end games or finish games for you. Just an offense that can stay afloat in those portions of the game when Steph Curry and Draymond Green are on the bench. And you can't do all that ball movement stuff because the fact is, when Steph isn't on the floor, the, the offense doesn't work that way. And you might have to go to a more simplified, you know, vanilla, traditional, whatever you want to call it, type of offense that utilizes the strengths of those players that are on the court. And to me, that's Wiggins running high pick and roll with James Wiseman. I think 
everybody involved would benefit a lot from that, and specifically James Wiseman. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Lockdown Warriors wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate, review, say nice things about the show. You can send your comments and questions to me on Twitter at WC Goldberg or email them to me at wgoldberg at bayareanewsgroup.com. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. And I'll see you here tomorrow morning with a recap of tonight's game against Portland.